0: And welcome back to Let's Talk. It's so nice to have you with us. I'm Tracy Morgan. Of course, this is our half hour that we have fantastic professionals in with us talking about issues that are important to you. And, of course, one of my favorites is Lisa Gard. She's on here today today with specialized staffing and industry recruiters. And the reason I love talking to her is because she's helping you get a job, all right? This is a a market right now that um, is like no other. I know other industries are seeing the same thing, but there are companies that are hiring and they need employees. But uh, we'll talk about how she helps you with that in just a moment. But I know our focus today is going to be keeping employees engaged. So if you are the employer, how do you do that? How do you retain these employees and keep, keep them engaged? So that's it. Our topic will be today. Uh, Before I do welcome her into the program, very quickly, how you can listen. You do have us on the radio, AM and FM now. You do have Alexa Power Devices, the app that would go on your mobile devices, and you can listen to us streaming online at wisr680.com. You can also listen to the podcast page on our website. Once we're all done with this conversation, we'll go ahead and upload that so you'll have that. But back on the website you go. This time you pick programs, let's talk, and then look for specialized staffing. All right, Lisa's on the phone with me. Lisa, welcome back to the program. Always nice to talk to you. Thanks, Tracy. Always great to be here. So what are you seeing now? What is the update in, in employment right now for companies? I, I assume they're still looking.
1: Sure, yes. We we still are seeing companies hiring. We still still are seeing companies you know, do everything they can to
0: attract and retain good employees, and we're, you know, we're seeing that pretty much across the board. Now, when we're talking about keeping employees engaged, is that about retainment? Is that the ultimate goal behind that?
1: Well, keeping employees engaged is one of the key components to Retaining employees. If you can't keep them engaged, it'd be very difficult to keep them. Um, once employees are disengaged, it, you know, it, it typically doesn't take very long for them to end up leaving. Although, you know, sometimes they can stay. Sometimes if they're, you know, flying under the radar and just doing the bare minimum and, you know, then somebody could be happy that way. But in my experience, I know that engaged employees seem to be happier and more productive. So they tend to stay.
0: Well, let's go through a couple of points that you have already for us today. And, and one way to keep employees engaged, you say, is by using technology. Talk about that mm-hmm. because there's so much technology out there.
1: Right. There is. And I think it's very important. You know, you and I have been talking for, can you believe, almost two years now know, about remote work. And But I think this is a topic that is Very appropriate, whether you have people working remotely, whether you have a hybrid work model, a flexible work model, or completely on-site. If your employees are not engaged, then you're in danger of losing them, especially now because there's so much opportunity out there. So I say use technology, and by that, I mean especially to stay connected, whether you're on site or not. I think it's very important, especially if you're remote, but also important if you're not, to use a variety of ways to stay connected. A lot of people, you know, it's interesting, there's kind of a generational preference of this too. So, you know, people who are a little bit older in the workforce, tend to appreciate and tend to resonate toward a face-to-face communication or pick up the phone rather than, you know, text. Uh, But there there are a number of different communication mediums that you should really use a mix of, and they include everything. Face-to-face, if you're remote, that can be, you know, a video-type technology. But phone, text, email, um, I think it's just very important to mix that up and that you use that technology to keep people connected. It's really even interesting before we went remote, when we were in the office, it would be interesting. Sometimes I would walk through the office and not hear a sound and think, what is going on? But then I would hear these little blings, blings, and everybody's emailing and texting each other as opposed to talking, which is interesting because again, the younger employees typically tend to resonate toward that. So I think it's very important to use that technology and use various mediums of technology to keep your teams connected.
0: Talk about socialization then, because in the age that we're living, I know we talked about before it can feel isolating working at home, but some people thrive working at home. But what do you Mm -hmm. mean by socialization? Does that mean in the office, at home or both?
1: Yeah, it means both because when you think about it, when you go on site now, there's there's so much social distancing going on that it's really very difficult to socialize. So you have to become kind of intentional about that. Obviously, if you're remote, socializing can be done virtually. It can be done you know, by getting face to face, I know my team, we're very fortunate. We're all very close um, geographically. So we actually get together at least once a month, if not twice a month and have lunch together safely, of course. But, you know, there's, there's that socialization to keep people feeling, um, you know, not isolated. So I think that's important, but also if you are on site, if you're, if, if you're Practicing social distancing, I think it's also important to try to foster some sort of socialization. So it might be getting together for lunch and doing it safely. It might be, you know, having a, a an event. I've seen a lot of virtual events happening, virtual lunches, virtual happy hours. Also, you can incorporate the activities of professional organizations. I know one professional organization we belong to is the Butler Human Resources Association and, you know, throughout this whole situation. They've had virtual events and now, you know, getting together again. It's it's just very, it's very important to keep that socialization happening. And for the reason you said, so that people don't feel isolated.
0: And it's interesting that the technology and socialization kind of intertwine nowadays when you said you've, you've seen many virtual events happening. You can use that technology and, and incorporate it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're talking with Lisa Gard, specialized staffing and industry recruiters, talking about keeping employees engaged today. Talk about equipping employees for success. What do you mean by that when you're talking about keeping employees engaged?
1: Right. So I mean by providing them the right tools and resources to be successful. And again, this is equally important for onsite employees as it is remote employees. And I'm talking about staying on top of technology and providing the training to utilize that technology, whether it's a laptop, a smartphone or, you know, a specific software, um, texting platform. I think it's just very important to to provide that for your employees and also to foster a culture where they're sharing best practices. If somebody is finding something that's working extremely well, that they're able to share that with their, their peers, their coworkers, you know, up and down. And also I think too, It's very important to take advantage of virtual forums for learning and sharing. There's still a lot of that happening, and I predict there will continue to be a lot of that happening. And I think when you talk about equipping employees for success and providing them the right tools and resources, this is especially important for new hires. You definitely want to have a training plan in place for new hires. You provide mentors and make sure you're following up consistently to make sure that they are on board, that they're learning, that they're feeling part of the team.
0: Let's continue on with recognizing accomplishments. And I'm curious on how you recommend that we do this nowadays. Has that changed at all?
1: Well, I think logistically, everything has changed. The way we do things has changed. But I think it's still important to recognize the accomplishments of employees. And I'm talking about individual contributions. And when you're recognizing somebody for doing something well, I think it's important to incorporate, there's four different types of recognizing these accomplishments. One, you want to make sure you recognize people individually, but you also want to mix in recognizing them in front of the whole team. You know, some people appreciate that. And then two, there's verbal recognition. Maybe it's just sending an email. Maybe it's actually handwriting a card. Maybe it's, you know, texting someone somebody. Um, But, you know, that would be a written example of of, um, recognizing somebody, but then verbally telling them that, you know, I'm I'm impressed that you did this. This was a great job. You really went above and beyond. And again, like I said, doing it both individually and in front of a
0: team. Do you have any tips on recognizing accomplishments now using the technology? I keep coming back to this technology, but the reason I ask that is because I've seen plenty of groups online chatting or trying to work through a problem or whether it be a school lesson or or whatnot. And uh, when you're only seeing the written word, does that have the same impact or does that have any negatives whenever you're trying to, uh, to recognize someone, but in front of everyone without everyone seeing each other, you're only seeing the the words. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It sure is challenging, isn't it? I know my team has mastered this, so they'll and I don't know exactly where they find all these things, but they'll always go on and find some sort of GIF, funny GIF, you know, and and they'll they'll include it in a text message or an email or they'll go and they'll find a a picture of a rock star, you know, something just uh, funny to, to send out, you know, to the team, because, again, you know, when we're remote, you know, if if somebody makes a placement or somebody's placement has been hired directly, or you know, we do something really great, it it never fails. There is always just a barrage of of celebratory emails in response <laughs> to that. So it it's it's challenging to do, but it's possible. And I think again, you're you're we're kind of relying on technology there.
0: Now, when we're talking about keeping employees engaged and you're talking about recognizing accomplishments, as you just mentioned a moment ago, uh, individuals are are, when you're talking about individual accomplishments. That's fabulous. What do you do for an entire team? How do you celebrate an entire team? I know you mentioned individual wins, if you will, but talk about Mm -hmm. that, if you will.
1: Sure. And very much the same way. You have to celebrate team wins. If, if a department or, you know, a particular division or a team has accomplished something together as a team, I think it's very, very important that you celebrate those wins. And again, it could be something virtual. I love to get together in a team. And, you know, my employees will tell you that. We get together if we did something really great as a team, we get together and we celebrate, whether that's just meeting for, you know, a lunch or actually going out and doing something fun. And I know not everybody can do that. So you can certainly make your team celebrations virtually. We love video technology. So we will actually, you know, schedule a a video uh, call and we'll all, you know, discuss what You know, what's happening and, you know, that the team, we exceeded this goal and we can celebrate visually, but it's just so much better getting together in person. But again, there's nothing wrong with sending out an email, a group email or a group text that, hey, we did this. Congratulations, team. Way to go,
0: you know. When you're working in person and you want to celebrate a team, whether it's now or five years from now, what is the best way to go about that when you're celebrating a team? Should you have just that team celebrate or should you recognize that team in front of the entire company?
1: Right. And my company is super small, so we're we're the team. Um, but actually, I think it is very important, again, to recognize a team in person in both ways, recognizing just the team, but also giving that team a shout out company wide. I think that's absolutely imperative that you do that.
0: What does that do to a team? Does it, does it invigorate them? Does it uh, just help them feel recognized? What do you find whenever you recognize a team?
1: Sure. I think both. I think that, you know, it motivates them even more. I mean, when you think about it, when you're watching a a team sport like football, you know, and, and the, the offense scores, the defense gets just as fired up and it motivates the defense even to come back out and perform, you know, on, on their next, on their next, you know, uh, not their drive, but the, you know, their defensive plays. So I think it just, I mean, when you look at a sports team and you, you think about your, your company as a team in the same way, I think a
0: lot of that is
1: is very appropriate.
0: Lisa Gard is with us, specialized staffing and industry recruiters, of course, based right here in the Butler area, although reaching well beyond the, the Butler area in uh, trying to get people in positions for her clients, and they would be the companies who pay for her for this uh, particular service. So if you're trying to find a job, folks, this is a, an excellent way to do this, because you could work with her team, and you don't have to pay a dime. But we can explain that at a different time. But let's continue on with keeping employees engaged. And, and you also say that it's important to foster a culture of trust.
1: Yes, I do. And and the next point, too, asking for asking employees for feedback. I think these two go hand in hand. I think it's very important to listen to your team members and find out what they have to say. Ask them for their feedback and definitely listen and follow through. I think this, you know, helps to build a culture of trust. Also, be as open and transparent as possible and be genuine. You know, you need to be genuinely caring about people because it comes through. And again, I think there's, you know, there's nothing more important than following through when you ask somebody for their opinion and they give it to you whether you like it or not you don't have to you don't have to necessarily do what what they're suggesting but you definitely do want to follow through by responding and letting them know hey i heard this i understand what you're saying this is what we are going to do moving forward and i hope you will continue to make suggestions you know make sure that they know their their knowledge and their opinion and their suggestions are valuable.
0: Let me ask you a question about asking for employees' feedback, because I'm thinking of an individual that has been my boss, and and the individual is very good at asking a question of you that could provide information or just provide feedback or provide an opinion. And they handle that very well. They don't get offended that your response may be for or against what they would like to do. So in Mm -hmm. that uh, position as a business owner, how does one go about developing that skill? Because there are a lot of bosses I've had who don't know that skill. And then it it gets into a (laughs) conflict, you know, because you're trying to help as an employee and the the boss doesn't want to hear it. But meanwhile, sometimes you don't want to change the world. You just want to help advance whatever the, the project is.
1: Exactly, and I think it's very important it, this is a skill that you have to work at if you don't if you don't have it naturally, you do have to work on it and so, as a leader, you have to get yourself into the mindset prior to even asking for feedback. You have to let it sink into your own head that hey, I may get feedback that i don't necessarily agree with. So you have to be prepared for that. You may get feedback that you really don't like, but you have to be prepared for that. And you have to, like I said, build that build that, um, that, relationship of trust, that culture of trust, because people will never open up again if they do open up and there's you know ramifications of that. So you do, as a leader, have to prepare yourself, have to understand that the feedback you get may not be what you want to hear. And you also have to preface your request for feedback by saying the reason you're asking for it. I, you know, this is what I'm trying to accomplish. I can't guarantee the result is going to be exactly what you want. I I will make the final decision, but I'm very interested in taking your opinion into consideration to taking your suggestions into consideration because I don't want to overlook anything. So you know, this is why I'm asking you. And that way, you're kind of setting it up up front that you're not guaranteeing you're going to follow through. And then it's very important to, if you're hearing something that you really don't like, you, you really just need to maintain professionalism and, you know, <laughs> maintain control of your face and your eyebrows and, you know, just <laughs> be, be genuinely appreciative of the feedback. And again, you, you, all you can do is appreciate the feedback. You have to, especially if you're hearing something that you don't like, if you think that employee isn't aware that you're not going to like it, you're wrong. So, you know, you have to give that employee credit for having the courage to to give you that feedback. So you
0: you must be thankful for that feedback, even if you don't agree with it and be respectful. So the next point, Lisa, almost falls in line with what I just asked you, because if you're keeping employees engaged, your suggestion is be compassionate, understanding and caring. And again, I go back to my previous question, because there are some people who can do that well. And then there are some bosses who have just had enough and just don't <laughs> care about compassion and understanding and caring. So give us, give us your thoughts on how does one be, be passionate and understanding and caring when they're in a professional environment?
1: Right. And you know what, if you're truly not a compassionate, caring and understanding person, I don't know how, I don't know how effective you're going to be as a leader. And I know there are a lot of bosses out there historically who have not cared, who have not cared to understand and who really aren't compassionate, but they sure don't go down in history as great leaders. So, you know, if you really struggle to be compassionate and understanding and to genuinely care, you just really have to work at it. I mean, you you almost have to, you know, put yourself in somebody else's shoes, try to imagine what they're going through um, so that you can you don't have to necessarily sympathize, but empathize with people, understand what they're going through and just, you know, especially now and and be, again, just compassionate, understanding, caring. And
0: if you can't be genuine, it's definitely going to come across. And compassion and understanding and caring doesn't mean that you agree with somebody, right? I mean, you can no. disagree with somebody, but still you, you could ask and have some sympathy or empathy towards what their opinion is.
1: Absolutely. And I think understanding is the true key there. You have to understand in order to be compassionate or caring. If you don't understand, that's going to be very difficult. So you definitely want to remain as understanding as you can be.
0: And one more question on this. Being an owner of a company, of course, you with specialized staffing, owning specialized staffing and industry recruiters. If someone has not been in these shoes yet, where do they go? Should they read a couple of books? Do do they need a mentor in order to get them in the right uh, right path with this? Because I would think that this would take some effort, as you said, and it would take somebody to guide them on, on how to do this.
1: Absolutely. There are so many resources out there for leaders. There are so many books. There are so many videos. There are so many podcasts that you can tap into. All you really have to do is, you know, Google effective leadership. And, you know, because just being compassionate, understanding, and caring is only one aspect of a good leader. So, I mean, I think you definitely want to do that. Another thing that I've always used is coach, a business coach. I'm a business coach. I've always had a business coach. I've changed them over the years because my needs have changed, but as, as you know, my company, as, as my business has evolved. But I think, you know, as business owners, especially small business owners, we don't, you know, we don't have the co-workers our employees have to bounce things off of, to soundboard with. We don't, you know, we don't go to the water cooler and talk about our management challenges. We can't. So I think it's very important for small business owners and business owners in general and leaders to have peers that, you know, that understand them, that can help keep them accountable. Um, and again, just Google. All you have to do is Google it.
0: Yeah. You don't want to isolate. You, you want to make sure that you have someone around that, that can be in the same space that you are as a leader. Well, Absolutely. And you yeah. know what? The, the worst thing you can do is think you have all the answers. Mm. Because you don't. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, you know, tapping into somebody who is in the same role or who has been in the same role and, you know, being able to soundboard with them is invaluable. Yeah.
0: Keeping employees engaged. That's our topic today with Lisa. So, Lisa, I just wish I had some fanfare for you on the next one because you say <laughs> be flexible. And I cannot say enough as I'm not a small business owner like you are, but as an employee, I think, especially in this past couple of years, I mean, flexibility is the key, isn't it? I think, yeah, as far
1: as, you know, historically, owning my business for as long as I have, flexibility has always been important, but it has never been as important as it is now. And I never knew how flexible I could be until this happened. So, I think, you know, if, if you can't be flexible at this point, and I mean, there are different levels of flexibility, depending on your business, there are some businesses that can't be very flexible by the nature of their business. But there is always some room for some flexibility. And I think it's just super important for us to continue. But on both parts, I think employees have to be flexible, too. Employees have to understand that the businesses they work for have to stay in business, So there is there is an amount of flexibility that is also required both ways.
0: But do you find as a manager or a business owner that you get better return on the work from your workers or better workers, if you will, if they know that you are flexible with their schedules?
1: Absolutely. And I think you get flexibility in return as much as possible. And I think there are limits to the flexibility that can be extended on both sides. But I think this is, again, going to be key because we really don't know what to expect,
0: do we? I think there's one thing we can expect, and that's, you know, the unexpected. Absolutely. Lisa Gard with Specialized Staffing and Industry Recruiters. All right, the last one I can, I can really understand because I work in the communications field. (laughs) Keep employees engaged by communicate. Let me just say this. Communicate, 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 communicate. Now, if you didn't hear me, we'll do it one more time. But communicate. How important is this? I think it's always been important, but it's
1: become more important now. I think it's so important to communicate expectations. Your expectations must be very clear and very concise. But I also think even more so now that communicating your company's vision, the, your company's plan for the future is super imperative. I mean, people are anxious now, especially if they're remote, they're feeling a little isolated. And I think it's just very important to communicate what your plan is so they know you have a plan. Does that make sense? It does.
0: But I I think also this folds into an earlier point that you expressed when you were talking about uh, a manager going to an employee saying, I may not use your opinion here, but this is the the boundaries in which we're talking. And so I'd like your opinion so I can understand which way to go forward. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like you're putting up those boundaries if you're communicating well. Right exactly well you're
1: you're put, yes you are you're establishing the boundaries you're establishing the expectation up front and you're letting them know what to expect from you up front i'm asking you for this recommendation i'm not guaranteeing it will be followed to the t but i want to take your opinion i want to take your knowledge into consideration as we determine how to move forward
0: and how about as you said people like to know what's coming and we don't know what's coming so what happens when a a manager or a business owner does not communicate even in a week's time in the day's time like like how often should we be communicating with each other
1: You know, I think you have to gauge that based on your team, based on how often you communicated prior, but, you know, I've talked to people, I've talked to, to people recently even who are looking for other jobs because their, their, their leadership team doesn't communicate. They have no idea what to expect. And it's just, you know, it's very, um, it's very unfortunate, but I, I just, I can't, stress enough how important it is to communicate, even if you don't know, at least communicate that. If somebody asks, you know, things are uncertain right now and I have no problem communicating that to my team. We communicate a lot. And I'm the first one to say, Hey guys, I don't know where this is going, but here's what I'm thinking right now. And they appreciate that. You know, that's called transparency. And there's a limit to how transparent you can be as a business, but, I think it's important to incorporate that in your communication Lisa, and your vision for the future.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Lisa Gard with specialized staffing and industry recruiters. Keep, keeping employees engaged, that's our topic today. As always, I'll ask you your final thoughts here in just a moment, but let's get the contact information for specialized staffing, whether we're looking for a job or if we're a company that wants to become your client and have you put people in these positions, if you will, or at least start that process for us. Uh, What's the best way to contact you? Sure. The best way to contact us is on
1: our website, thebestworkwithus.com. And I say that's the best way to contact us because you can see there a list of current opportunities and also there's a way you can contact us online as you're looking at those opportunities. But you can also call
0: us at 724-287-8380. And to clarify, you don't have the final decision on what people um, actually get in the way of a position, but it is such a huge help for you to be there and for us to work with you if we're looking for another job. Because again, we don't pay you a dime. That would be your clients who are looking for these positions to be filled. But uh, to have a foot in the door is a, a tremendous benefit if we are trying to look for another job. So Lisa, we're almost out of time. Uh, Just your final thoughts on the benefits of somebody understanding how to keep employees engaged.
1: Sure, again, engagement is one component, but it's a key component of being able to retain your employees. And I think, again, we talked about this and we've been talking about it, but flexibility on both parts I think is key and it's going to continue to be key in the future. And I think we're seeing that
0: more now than ever, but that's what we can expect. Lisa Guard with specialized staffing and industry recruiters, of course, based here in Butler County, right here in Butler, but they expand far beyond that and they have such a fabulous reach. Lisa, thank you as always. I appreciate your time. Thanks, Tracy. And folks, thank you very much for listening today. If you would like to listen to this program again in its entirety, go onto our website. It's WISR680.com. You're gonna pick Programs, Let's Talk, and then look for specialized staffing. I'm Tracy Morgan with Let's Talk.